Hi, it's Sydney, and this is my mom fashion. With my first pregnancy, I knew I was having a C-section, but like any first-time mom, I was a little bit nervous. So while I was in the operating room before my husband came in, I asked the anesthesiologist if they were going to tie my arms to the table. I had read that that was a common practice for C-sections, and the anesthesiologist looked at me and said, well, yeah, if you're into that. By this point, I have the drugs and I'm thinking to myself, I misinterpreted that. The baby comes out, it's a girl, hooray. My husband leaves the room again with the baby and I asked the anesthesiologist, am I done or are you guys still sewing me up? And he responded with, oh yeah, you're wide open. At that point, I figured out that he was being wildly inappropriate. <laughs> if you have a mom fashion, visit Hi My Name Is Mom official and DM us. Or you know what? Tag us and we'll share it. Juicy stories deserve wide sharing. We are wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives. And at the end of the day, we are all moms. All at the same time and never in the same order. <laughs> this is Hi My Name Is Mom. A podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. Today we're going to talk about birth plans. What is a birth plan? A birth plan oh is gosh. just a set of preferences for how the baby that's in your belly is coming out. How you would, but it might not happen. In a that way. No, it is going to come out. But it, <laughs> it might just not may happen not be the way you want it to. Which is really hard for me to wrap my head around because I'm a control freak. <laughs> I'm a planner. You guys know I like to mm. have a plan. And, um, the baby shower was crazy because planner, planner. Yeah, we had to <laughs> kick her out of her own house. Her husband hung a plastic curtain. It looked like there was a murder scene. Yeah, true. Yeah. Inside of her home because CSI. there was plastic hanging so Kayla wouldn't peek. So I Sorry. am the person that plans to make plans. To plan it should not actually be called week. a birth plan. It should be called a birth suggestion or yeah. a birth never going to happen. Of course. So I didn't know that people actually typed out their birth plans. I honestly told my doctor from day one, my plan is to don't die. Just because I think that's excellent. Just because it's been such a high risk pregnancy mm. thus far. And then you sent me your birth plan. I'm like, oh, it's a thing. I'm like, oh, well, I do kind of want that too. And so I'm like, oh, maybe I should write down my suggestions. I think lists and things like that are always helpful anyway because you get to you get to look at in a perfect world what you'd like and you know it's not going to go that way but you at least get to organize it because I think that sometimes we let ourselves down because we don't even know what our expectations are and when you haven't gone through something yeah it's like you have no idea what your expectations should be enter this episode Today's episode is brought to you from The Russell, a historic East Nashville church transformed into a -a one-of-a-kind boutique hotel. The Russell's mission is to give back to the Nashville community through their Rooms for Rooms program by donating a portion of each day to local nonprofits who are helping those experiencing homelessness. Visit RussellNashville.com to book your experience today. I feel like you can go online and Google birth plan and you can find templates and you can also find real medical professionals that you can hear from. That's not Mm -hmm. what we're here for. Mm -hmm. Honestly, there's so it's such a like vast amount of information online from having a home birth in a bathtub to being completely knocked out and just being like, I want to plan a C-section. I don't want to go through any of it. There's so many different things you can look at and plan for that you you just got to figure it out. And all watching a bunch of birth videos is going to do is horrify you. <laughs> and horrify your husband. Uh, yep. Before we go any further, we should just all, I think it's very important that we say this is straight up a judgment-free zone. You have to take what we say and what others say with a grain of salt and, and run with it. I mean, there's opinions on everything. There's opinions on opinions. You know, there's literally 
zero awards handed out for childbirth. Yeah. Your award is, hey, your kid is here. So whether you are vaginal or C-section, water birth, doula, midwife, doctor, epidural, you know, epidural or not. Orgasmic music, birth. Silence. Oh God, what? orgasmic birth. I can't even. <laughs> I want that I can't birth. even. You have, to, you have to start talking about that very quickly because that's on our notes here and that actually terrifies me. I watched yeah. the Ricky Lake documentary, which is very pro natural birth mm-hmm. and all of that. And you know when you go down the, the like black hole of YouTube? Oh yeah. And it just suggest things and so then I saw this video titled orgasmic birth you can and it's a thing that. guys and I I was like yay for her what but also that? like so it's basically a home birth it was in a pool and it's where your body has such an intense set of um sensations <laughs> at the moment you give birth and blood flow and also oxytocin and it's this it's the most intense rush of hormones I think you ever get in your entire life. So there's this set of people who basically are like, might as well make the most of this. And, and so they oh like, so, so, so it's not that they're actually physically pleasuring themselves. They are just getting in that headspace of trying to ride the waves of, <laughs> ride right? The waves. That's a little like hypno birth a little bit. A l- yeah. Crazy. But there, there are videos out there. Just wow. saying. Just Dive saying. down the But I just think of, of that kid growing up them. and being like, and there's my mother having an orgasm the moment I was born. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. That's weird. I was created and came out the same way. <laughs> For Jen and I, I think things did not go according to plan. And we both dealt with not only judgment from other people, but then I think the, the worst judgment can be on yourself. When the birth plan went awry. One of the biggest parts of the birth plan for, I think, a lot of people is drugs. Are you going to have an epidural? Are you going to go try and go natural? At what point do you want an epidural? For me, with my first, for about four reasons I couldn't control, it had to be a C-section. And I have to be honest, like I felt a lot of um, shame about that when I first realized that I had to have her that way. I felt like a little bit less of a mom. And it was such a horrible feeling. Like I hope no one ever... I hope no one else ever feels like that because it was such a like a, a time of my life that I wish that I could kind of roll back and recapture some of that happiness, you know, because she was going to be here and I was going to have this great baby. I didn't realize that I had to have an actual birth plan with her. I thought I'm going to show up. They're going to prep me and that's it. And that wasn't even it, like even for a C-section, there are so many other components that I could have have chosen, Um, whether I wanted my husband in the room with me, whether I wanted to physically put my hands on the baby or if I wanted to be sort of like restrained. There were all kinds of things that you can make decisions on. For me, what I realized with my first was the drugs that they give you for a C-section caused me to be exceptionally nauseous, like vomiting on the table while I'm sliced open, kind of nauseous. So for all... Three later C-sections. Sorry, (laughs) sorry, yes. So for all the the latter of my three C-sections, and for a lot of reasons, they all had to be C-sections. It was upsetting to me, but it it is what it is, and they're all here healthy, so praise the Lord. But my latter three, I told everyone going into it, you know, I have a really bad reaction to these drugs, and it's when she's in a certain level of tissue in my abdomen, and I'm going to vomit. And there's nothing worse than vomiting on the table. So I had a situation with my last where I thought I was all ready. I was prepped. I knew what I had to tell the anesthesiologist. I knew what kind of meds I needed. I knew, you know, what order I needed them in even and and how much of a dose. Well, he thought he was helping me out. He thought he was like doing a sister a favor and gave me extra drugs. He gave me so many extra drugs that I wound up completely blacked out for my baby's birth. Like, I don't remember it. And thankfully, Adrian had the wherewithal. 
This is Evelyn. Evelyn, okay. I should have her known youngest baby. By the fourth, yes, by my fourth, I should have known better. But I was completely blacked out. I don't remember anything. My OB said something to me after the fact because I was really bothered by it. I was like, why would he make that decision for me without without asking me? Do you need more? Are you okay? And she's like, well, did you feel pain? And I was like, no. <laughs> I didn't but, feel anything. But I didn't hear my baby cry either. And that was the more important part of my birth plan. Right? So even when you have done this three times yeah. before, so you have it on your birth plan, it can still go away. Yeah. It's really the little stuff that you can choose. It's kind of like choose your own adventure. Remember those books? It's like oh, you go yeah. down this page, you right? And, and you decide like, okay, what do you want to happen? Or if you go down this page, like what do you want to happen? And honestly, that's kind of how that's kind of how birth plan is, right? It's really about contingencies. Mm -hmm. This would be my ideal, but if this happens, then this. Then I'm okay with this. Then yeah. I'm okay with this. And I completely feel you on the C-section thing. And I know it has to be such a universal feeling for women who've had C-sections because, again, for a number of reasons, I had two C-sections. My body just doesn't do labor, mm -hmm. apparently. I was so hard on myself. I tried everything under the sun to go into labor. And then I was still made to feel like I could have done it differently. And I love my pediatrician now. When my son was 18 months and we were talking about some things in an appointment, mm -hmm. somehow the C-section got brought up and she went into this whole thing about how, well, you know, you probably didn't need that C-section, blah, blah, blah. I just thought, why would you put that on a mom? Yeah. I can't go back in time and do that over. And no. ultimately the babies are healthy and they're safe and I was healthy and safe. And so, you know what? However that baby gets in your arms Can safely. I say something interesting though? Uh, like, well, can I say something interesting? Can I just say one interesting thing? Only if so it's all really interesting, stuff, right? <laughs> Only if it's really, <laughs> it's gotta be really interesting. interesting. The two that I did not go into labor for, I kind of remember going, wait a second. It's like an out-of-body experience. Like there's a baby crying. That's not my baby. But for the two where I actually physically went into labor, it was like- Your body had ready. cues. Yeah. I've been told since I got pregnant that we'd most likely have to have a C-section. And I haven't even been through it yet. I mean, I might be able to have a vaginal birth. I don't know yet. But the people that say, oh, no, you just need to let her keep cooking as long as possible. Like, you don't need to, like, take her early or do a C-section before they even know your history right. or your medical things. It is insane, like, having not gone through it and already just knowing that probably the highest probability of her birth story mm -hmm. um and for your safety really yeah, it, yeah for and and so i'm always like well i just kind of don't want to die so yeah, yeah. Well, i'm 100 percent sure someone will listen and have a lot of opinions about how we could have gone about it differently yeah. but at the end of the day there's no one not a single mom out there going i'm gonna make a decision that i think is bad for my baby right no one's doing that right. we're all trying to make a decision based on what we think is best and a healthy mom is a healthy baby so even if you are the person that is like i'm going to schedule a c-section uh i want the doctors to have complete control i have no interest in having a vaginal birth mentally if emotionally, that mentally makes you the most prepared then go for it right absolutely um but also, like, if you're wanting to do an at-home natural birth, go for it. My viewpoint is I feel like that is a luxury. So if you have the, that health guarantee that you know you're good, you can just push it out, go for it. I think that's a great yeah, way to put it. Point. It is an absolute luxury. And if you've had that kind of birth, then that's amazing. Yeah, like, but it's what I wished for yeah, and I didn't get. That for I know. Granted. know that that yeah. is a that is a health luxury that you yeah, were able I agree to do with that. Because there are people that deal with all kinds of, of medical issues. I think yeah. all three of us actually. Well, the, the thing I did when I found out I had to have a C-section, I had a birth plan. We did the classes, you know, tied, <laughs> like was massaging my back on a ball to practice in birth classes. And I didn't necessarily want to have no pain management. Yeah. I 
uh, my thing was like, well, I wouldn't pull a tooth without getting pain <laughs> right. management. So why would I? But I also understand that there's, you know, the school thought it's beneficial to the baby. So I sure. understood all that. I do have a pretty high pain tolerance. And so I was going to try to go as long as possible. And if I felt pretty good about it, I was going to try to push through. But I had this whole birth plan and then it went completely out the window five days before I had my baby. So my thing that I did to try to compensate for having so much medical intervention <laughs> was to do something super hippie and have my placenta encapsulated. Yes. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? So you guys have no idea the process of getting an organ. They just hand it to you, right? Oh, can you imagine? No, here's the baby. Here's the placenta. In one of my deliveries, they held it up Hel for me yeah. to see. So I can't even fathom how you sneak so it out of the hospital. So there's a protocol at each hospital to remove an organ from the hospital. And you have to sign a bunch of papers and then they have to make sure there's no issue infection or anything because, okay. you know, that could be bad. And so then they put it basically in Tupperware. Right. And then you have to have a friend come and pick it up. Like the hospital then won't touch it. And so my dear friend, Jason, you know, you have a good friend when oh you're like, word. hi, um, can you come pick up my placenta and then go put it in my refrigerator? Because I'd amazing. really appreciate it. Oh so our dear friend Jason picked up the placenta and then this lady came to our house and she spread it out and then she basically put it in oh. a meat dehydrator and turned it into placenta jerky and then ground it up and put it into pills. So our entire one bedroom apartment in New York just Smell. smelled like jerky. Oh my okay. God. Can and, you imagine what and your the neighbors way I, thought? Oh God. Oh, I can't even What does that smell? Oh, it smells so good over there. Oh. I don't know. It's weird. In our ultrasound this morning when she was measuring the placenta. So my husband knows nothing about like childbirth. He's learning and I'm, I make him watch YouTube videos. But I told him, I said, hey, Corey was telling me about that she capsuled her placenta. And so Jonathan wants to try for another kid as soon as possible just because he's worried that he's getting old. I told him, <laughs> I said, well, Corey was telling me all this research that if we capsule the placenta, if you take them, it, it helps boost your sperm. So you actually have to like take oh, my placenta. Oh, that's classic. And he was like, no, you talk to Corey. She'll tell you. Oh, I want to yeah, say- Yeah, I, I didn't actually say that. I made that up. I, I was- <laughs> People are like, do not listen to Corey's <laughs> advice. No, I just wanted to clarify that I totally made that up. I was messing with Jonathan. <laughs> we had another friend say something about how he had been, smoking a lot of weed and like they were trying to get pregnant and then meanwhile like when I got accidentally pregnant the first time my my husband was drinking a lot of Red Bull and so he was like Red Bull the swimmers are like da 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 and he's like mine take a left and go to McDonald's <laughs> so that's my scientific advice I love it this pregnancy brought to you by Red Bull with the first one I had a plan went completely out the window I felt awful about it and there was something kind of relaxing about the second time when I basically copied and pasted my new birth plan and just made some tweaks for the hospital. And then it was kind of relaxing because I'm like, well, I'm going in on this day. And if anything happens before then, obviously I'll go for it. But yeah. it actually ended up being kind of relaxing. Really just knowing what to expect is half the battle. So yeah. for you, us being able to kind of talk through it with you and, and because there's so many things that go into a birth plan, right? right? Aside from like drugs and placental encapsulation. Encapsulation, is that the word? Placenta encapsulation. encapsulation. Do you want to wear your own clothes? Do you want to be <laughs> naked? Do you want to have- I want to be naked. A, why not? I, I mean, want, I want to be completely I mean, your naked. boobs look amazing, yeah. so you yeah. might as well be naked. I, I take good money for these yeah. suckers. I want to be naked. <laughs> <laughs> With the camera. Oh, some people want a camera right on their hoo-ha while true. they're giving birth. Some people don't want their husbands down by their ankles. Some people want them to stay up at their shoulders. That so would have been I me. Actually, like all that kind of stuff. I actually told Jonathan that if we get to have a 
natural birth, I kind of want him to watch it. To and, see it. And he's like so against it. So he he does not want anything below the curtain. Oh yeah. He he's so like that is I only want to see that for one thing. He even said in the prepping for birth, and you'll I told you this. He's like, I'm not shaving you. Ask Corey. She's okay with that <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, no, Why am I always I the one? He, I love that he didn't say ask him. I'm no. always the one. And I'm like, Corey, why would you ask Corey? I'm like, I'm not asking my friend to shave me. Oh, that's so funny. I'm, I'm not, doing... I'm on blood thinners. I ain't getting waxed. Oh, <laughs> God. Speaking of John, I have to tell you, one of <laughs> the best decisions I feel like we made on our birth plan, knowing I was going to have to have a C-section, if I wasn't capable of holding the baby right away, and some hospitals will let the mom who's had a surgery hold the baby, some won't. Sometimes they say, it just depends on how you feel. Um, with Sebastian, he ended up having to go to the NICU for a little bit, so we didn't get the option. But with Rad, he, when he was born, we wanted him to go skin to skin with Ty mm -hmm. immediately if I'd had a C-section. Yeah. And so underneath his scrubs, he was just bare chested. The baby went straight over onto Ty's chest and he'd been screaming and Ty just put him on his chest and started whispering to him and the baby just calmed. And it was one of the most magical moments of both of our lives. When you shared that with me, when we first started talking mm -hmm. about birth plans, I absolutely loved that. And Jonathan and I are both really on board that if for some reason she can't go directly on my chest, like he's the next option. There's also something beautiful about the, the dad getting that opportunity, even if you can, yeah. because you've been holding this baby in your belly and feeling her kick and mm -hmm. you feel so connected with the baby and then you're going to end up being her food source if you're nursing. And so there's something really beautiful about the dad getting that involvement and Ty, it was such a beautiful moment for him. You know, they say mm -hmm. that women become mothers when they find out they're pregnant and men become fathers when they hold their babies for the first time. And so that is going to change Jonathan's life, yeah. like completely. Not even seeing the baby born, but the first moment he holds that baby is gonna be completely different. Honestly, my plan from the start is literally don't die. <laughs> don't leave my I husband. think that's a solid plan, that's Kayla. A solid plan. <laughs> there, you know, and there's some other things too. It's like, don't, you know, do you, for me, one thing was that was really, really important. My mother was given the wrong baby with her fourth what? baby. Yeah, with her fourth what? baby. And back then, you know, like 35 years ago, he was born, I guess. Um, they shared rooms, you know, you, so they brought her the wrong baby. She knew. After birth, and she knew instantly. But she said, she's like, do not let the baby out of your sight. And I thought my mom was being crazy, but actually most hospitals won't take the baby out of your sight or shouldn't take the baby out yeah. of your sight. And if they need to, the dad should go with them, always. Oh, like, we set walk, alarms off with always. Rad. And Ty, we had a major issue with a nurse at NYU. And it was because the babies have these little things on their feet. Oh, the low jack. They're low jacked. And so I was being taken from one floor to the next, and there had been a changeover in staff and a lot of disorganization. So they put me on a hospital bed and the babies are only supposed to be in a bassinet or in the mother's arms. Right. If a hospital staff has them, they're supposed to be in a bassinet. They can't walk around. They with can't them. just walk around with a baby. And so they put me on an elevator holding the baby in my hospital bed in my arms and the alarm started going off. And this very rude nurse grabbed my newborn child out of my arms and was like, oh, it hasn't been deactivated and starts running down the hall with my child. And I just go, Ty, go. And I had these flashes of never seeing my baby again. Yeah. And Ty oh stopped that nurse and and he's like, give me my child. You are not supposed to be carrying that baby in your arms away from me. Give me my child. No, 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 no. She didn't want to give him the baby. And he 
Good for got him. that baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I mean, there's all kinds of stuff too. Like they're not they'll they'll give the baby its first bath in your room. You know, they don't have to take yeah. it for any reason at yeah. all. That was if you don't want them to. Like just hearing you guys and like helping me figure out because a lot of times new moms, we don't know what options we have. Right. You don't know you can oh, say absolutely. no to something. And like from the start, my plan with my doctor, like when we initially found out we were pregnant and we were talking about uh, what this journey is going to look like for me, it's always been let's get you to at least 36, 37 weeks um, because we do have to do a schedule to get me off the blood thinners and the medications that I'm on um, just so it's a safer birthing process sure. for us. But I didn't know that you had all the options of keeping the baby in the room and the dad has to stay with it and the delayed cord clamping or not or keeping what's the white stuff? Vernix. What's Vernix. Oh, there's a yeah, thing now it, we too. We kept that on for a yeah. day. There's like, a thing yeah. now where they like wipe from in your vag and oh, then no, rub thanks. it on the baby's face no, if thanks. you have a C-section. I didn't have <laughs> yeah. that. But it's like the micro something somethings yeah, where, where they say because the baby's not passing through the canal, you oh, can like wipe word. some stuff and put it on their faces if they pass. I was like, I'm I don't need good anyone on that. to wipe. I'm like, I'm I do good. not need vagina juice on but, my baby's that's face. That's so funny. But, like, I love it. First Extra mom, vagina reading juice. Your guys's, <laughs> yeah. Reading your guys' birthing plan, there is a lot of information that you just naturally don't think of. Well, it's like, what do you want the lighting to be? Do you want the lights on? Do you want them dimmed? Do you want to have blankets? Do you want to have so music playing? Do you the want, things like, what that is? I had planned from, and this is just me never going through it before, mm -hmm. is I have, um, not for during birth because I don't want it to get dirty, but I'm bringing my own bed sheets and pillows. Um, and my I own, love, I love her and my <laughs> own matching hospital gown. And then she has her matching swat waddle. No. Her birthing plan her, is to look cute. Her birthing plan is to look I do want to talk about a few more of the big things. I think we did, we do. A big one for me was I had my oldest at a teaching hospital at NYU. Oh, yeah. And I watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy then. That's and like I, Vanderbilt. It's yeah. a yeah. teaching hospital. And I just had this vision of a billion students crowded around my vagina. Oh, yeah. And it just horrified me. And even though we asked for as few personnel in there as possible... So with the epidural, they had these conversations where it's like, okay, well, this is the resident. And I'm like, can the attending do it? You know? And then they were like, oh, we're going to go in blind. I'm like, hi, is there a not blind way? Is that a student? Have you done this before? I just felt very uneasy about that, even though I'm really yeah. supportive and I understand people have to learn, but I'm like, I just don't want that to be on me. Yeah. yeah. I have to say, I said for my first two, I said, absolutely no students. And I, I felt bad. And then I was like, you know what? It's my baby. My baby, my way, I need it. It was something that really scared me. I don't know why. Well, I, I learned that, I didn't know you could request that, but you guys know a few months ago when I had an ultrasound and I had a student in there and I was really uncomfortable. And when I brought that up, you're like, you need to make sure you say that in the hospital yeah. to no students. And I didn't know you could request that. But at the same time, I'm paying for this birth. I'm Absolutely. paying for the services. I can, you know, I, I will, can request. I will say too, one thing that's really important to, to remember for your birth plan and for the overall birth experience, you are going to be your and your child's sole medical advocate in life. Yeah. If there is something that happens that you are uncomfortable with, even if it's your doctor suggesting it, call a friend, ask your mom, like, you know, just like take the, the temperature of a couple other people because doctors are totally well-meaning and they, but they also have their way of doing things. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of, of opinions on on everything that happens in regards to birth and you yeah. know sometimes it's like get in get out and move on to the next patient you know sometimes it's it's just fast 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 don't don't hesitate to be Our like i don't know story is like so up in the air cuz most likely we'll have to have a c section but are the initial 
uh, plan is to try and deliver vaginally. And if and if that goes well, um, I will most likely have to have an epidural just because blood pressure is an issue. Mm-hmm. They have to watch. I know my husband. He is not this guy that's going to be like super sweet and like, and he's so logical. He wants to be like factual during mm-hmm. the whole process. So I told him, I said, you need to get like a dad jokes book and just read me jokes. Because oh, that, my husband just published one. There we go. And I, I said, because that's what relaxes me is humor. You guys know me. Like, oh, that's hysterical. By the way, do go get her husband's books on Amazon. Jonathan, <laughs> Let's put those finally, on the birth bag. That's a good idea. So, Shopping list in a way. Yeah. two weeks and he just started reading the, like after the shower this Saturday, he was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I need to like read these. I will say, I think it's important to have an advocate when you're at the hospital because your mind's going to be everywhere. You could potentially be in a lot of discomfort. And so I think it's important for a partner, a friend, a someone to really know what your wishes are and to be that person who's standing up for you. You know, one other thing that we didn't talk about, there's a lot of things that we haven't talked about, yeah. obviously, but like one of the other big things is, do you want anyone else in the room with you and Jonathan? No. There you go. A you lot should put that people, on a birthday. You should, because I mean, aside from essential medical personnel, there are very well-meaning family members that could want to be in there. And if you have flat out said to Jonathan and even to your doctor, I don't want anyone in here. Fine. If I'm laboring, cool. But once we're ready for delivery, I don't know what, what your plan is, yeah. but I'm just saying you can, you can even delineate it like that. If I'm in labor, if I'm in active labor, like whatever. But once I start pushing everyone out, the only, the only exception I have, and I've talked to both Jonathan and my family about this is I could see when it comes down to it, me wanting my mom in the room. Mm-hmm. I'm really close with my mom. And because I, I mean, this is her eighth grandbaby. She's got three kids. I feel like there's a calming sense about her that would help if, if it arises and I am having anxiety and, you know, Jonathan's a first time dad yeah. and he cut, he has not been raised with like sisters or brothers that yeah. have had kids and gone through this or anything. So this is like really fresh for him. I could see myself, potentially wanting my mom if it came down to it. So that is the only exception. But and it, it's okay for some of those things to be game time decisions because yeah, they will be no matter it what. It will be, so. but our plan is to, just What if he passes mom. out? Well, Need mama. I mean, <laughs> he's done really good with the shots so be far. But <laughs> Speaking be of Jonathan, I really think that we should get his perspective based oh, on yeah. the fact that he will be a first-time dad, that he doesn't have a lot of experience being around this. Like, I feel like if anyone was going to get squeamish if we started talking it's about periods him. or something, it's I John. Think, I think yeah. I started talking about my boobs the other day and I actually made me pull the side boob out and he was like, ugh, enough. I was like, seriously? Way to hurt a girl's self-esteem. I know. (laughs) No, that is him. That is totally him. Well, he has the nickname Grumpy Cat, but we love him. Um, So let's hear what John has to say about his expectations for birth. Jonathan, what do you think a birth plan is? I'm guessing it's what happens during and after childbirth. Have you made one yet, or do you have any plans or opinions on one? No, I'm leaving that up to you. If you had any say, what is like one thing that you would want to happen in the delivery room? I no, I don't know what to expect, so can't really answer that. Are you gonna freak out if I poop on the table? Nope, because I'm gonna be on the other side of the curtain. <laughs> do you want to see at all what's going on down there? Not at all. What if I have a C-section and like they put my guts on the table? Still don't want to see it. Do you want to cut the cord? Yes. And what are you most looking forward to? Being able to hold her the first time. Do you want to hold her before me? No. I'll, I'll leave that one to you. Would you want to if I was okay? Like if I said, you know, I think that should be something that you should do first? I would still say you should do it first. Is it because you want me to have that experience or because you're really scared? I'd rather you have the experience. <laughs> 
Something else that you will be able to have an opinion about is nursing. You should let the doctors and nurses know if you want to exclusively breastfeed and then you can tell them not to give the baby formula or pacifier. Most hospitals actually will write it on the little bassinet card, whether she's a formula fed baby or a breastfed baby. Mm -hmm. And if you want to choose to supplement with formula later, that's fine. But if you're really wanting to breastfeed, it's just good not to confuse the babies when they're that little. And also it's good for pacifiers. There's all kinds of things. Do you want them to ever give her a pacifier? Do you want to introduce a specific kind from day one? Do you never want her to have one? For my first three, there were no formula whatsoever. Evie was born at 37 weeks, my fourth. She had low blood sugar when she was born. And could we have waited it out? Maybe. But we gave her like three cc's of formula, which is, I mean, you know what a cc is like, right? So, and it got her blood sugar right back up and she was able to hold it steady. So like, you know, for me, there there was a moment where it was like, oh, I know that's not my plan, but it has to kind of, it has to be fluid. It's, it's very fluid. So and, and Bash had to have a little formula because mm-hmm. he'd been in the NICU. And I think I can't stress enough that these are preferences. It really shouldn't be called a plan because the plan is going to be broken in some way or other. And all it's going to do, especially for someone who likes to be in control, is make you feel bad. <laughs> So you should really just call it birth preferences. I think that's what it should be called. And then the last thing that we've been talking about is what to take to the hospital. It's not not on the birth plan, but it really is a part of preparation. Really important. up your phone about my hospital bag? I just love that your hospital bag is just so focused on 18 outfits for the baby color and it's going to be color coordinated with my sheets and then a sparkly bow. I'm, it's I have it's so things. you, yeah. you do have practical but things. I, you have flip flops and okay, so slippers I have or stuff my, like that. My pink sequin slippers mm-hmm. and then I have the matching flip flops. <laughs> showers. I have my bags packed and then I have my snack bag packed of non-perishable snacks. And then I have her bag packed. And so it is all function stuff. You know, I have diapers for take home, Outfits we're going to wear take home. A a few of my extra Lovenox shots just so I don't have to rely on the hospital for anything. Like I have all my stuff there. But for me, I'm an extra person. I like being extra. That's just who I am. I I like pretty things. And so I do have uh, my own thread count of sheets and my own pillow (laughs) that I'm packing. Girl, I took a fur blanket and a pillow for my fourth. I was like, I know how this is going down. Everything matches. And you know what? I feel like because I'm not in control of anything else with this pregnancy, this whole journey to get here, I'm like, if I can be in control of the thread kind of sheets that I'm going to lay on and and what it's going to look like after she's here and we're both healthy and I'm holding her I'm going to take advantage of that control and make a plan I think most of what you'll need just just for anyone listening most of what you need for the baby will be provided by the hospital diapers wipes little clothes you don't need to bring your own sheets that is me no no I mean you know bed bugs are real though I mean that's true (laughs) although there's a lot of Clorox in that hospital yeah (laughs) but they will even send you home with a whole goodie bag of stuff for the baby so unless you have really specific diapers you're intent on using all you really need is anything you want for pictures and then a take-home outfit for the baby and then anything that's in your room can't come out like unless it's like a reusable item like blankets i'm bringing my own towel because i heard the hospital towels are like that's not a bad idea it's a good idea but yeah everything that i just mentioned is i i understand that is not the normal it's everything you would need for one night in a hotel really like you need your you need your toiletries you need some comfortable pajamas that don't impact your stomach if you have to have an incision and you know i mean can we talk for a minute about those amazing mesh underwear that they put on all of us <laughs> you got chap ass oh my god i got chap ass you guys yeah. i will never publicly share this picture you shared it with me i did <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, I remember it, that. It, were you like scooting your butt around wearing them oh my god girl i was just in bed right and it was like 
always happened with every one of my pregnancies. I'm allergic to something oh, in it. You're allergic, so it caused sure. my butt to break out in these hives. That Just were like what you need. Massive <laughs> at welts. that time. Oh my gosh, I was so, and it was hot to the touch. <sighs> the nurse came in, I was like, listen, I have some rash. She's like, what? I was like, no, no, for real. She's like, well, let me see. And I rolled over, she goes, oh my Lord Jesus. I was like, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's that bad. I right? have a, I have a serious question. With I know when you have a vaginal birth, there's like a lot of bleeding afterwards and a lot of stuff coming out. When you have a C-section, oh is yeah, same, same. Okay, now if you have a good doctor, they will clean, clean you out, out your uterus, like wipe it out, okay. so that you'll have less blood, like less bleeding. Mine for all four of my C-sections, I only bled really for about a week. Yeah, and a half, me too. Maybe so. Yeah, it, it's it's honest. Question. But you I, still, yeah, it no, will be like question. a crazy heavy period. Uh huh. I mean, you Do will you have cramps. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. They oh, this is a whole cramp. other thing. But they when you nurse, you, mm -hmm. you will get the most intense cramps because yeah. your uterus is shrinking and, back. And if you have an incision, the cramping with the incision in your uterus is... And really they have to massage core. your uterus. Yeah, they basically come in and sort of. You, we don't. She down. doesn't need to know all this right now. Ooh, it's like, going to happen either with way. The, with yeah. a C-section, though, you still have you like still the bleed. after. Do you have the the? They take the placenta out, so you don't have to. Yeah, but it's your uterus contracting back to size, like and shrinking it's, back down. Is yeah. it like Braxton Hicks feelings? No, it's a little it, more like regular labor cramps. Okay. Or it's like really horrible period yeah. cramps. See, my, my first time moms, these are the legit no, questions. That's a good question, actually. I, I guess it, you never really think about the fact that like, yeah, when you have a C-section, like you're still got, you still have all the stuff. Although I finally, I wanted them to like show me all the stuff that they were doing. Cause <laughs> I have like, no, I'm like Corey. I'd love to see it. So nope. I made them hold up my placenta. It looked like this like octopus thing. They were, I oh, like man. the mystery. I oh. have a picture of the one thing my then five-year-old asked when I went to have a C-section because he knew the baby was coming out of a cut in my belly. And he goes, I really want to see that knife. And I'm like, well, that's dark. Okay. But I have a picture of the doctor holding the scalpel over the sheets. <laughs> that's Another funny. thing I had that's recommended cute. to Kayla is to take a boppy pillow or a, my breast friend mm -hmm. because you'll be holding the baby a lot. And so will like any, you, you know, John or whoever. Yeah. My dad loved using it because he felt oh, like his yeah. arms could rest. Um, so I think that's really nice to have. John was really comfortable with that just because he's he's never held a baby. He has never held a baby that's a newborn. It's that little. And yeah, and he, I mean, he's It can feel scary. And mm -hmm. he's really scared about it. And so I told him that suggestion. And he was like, oh my gosh, that's that's amazing to have just, I mean, he'll be great. You know what he, I will say too? Really when you great. see them like pull the baby either out or up or however, these babies, man, I mean, they fling them around. Oh, the, the doctors will pull them out by so, one leg. So I can promise you, Jonathan oh, yeah. is not going to hurt her. Well, he I mean, gets freaked he out even. The, he shouldn't drop her, but he's not going to hurt he her. He gets freaked know? out when I like maneuver my belly to get mm. her to move a certain way. He's like, stop it. You're going to hurt her. I'm like, she is not going to be hurt. <laughs> yeah, no. I think what we should do is make, what would it be, an Amazon wish list or something of idea. hospital bag items? Because yeah. I feel like I get asked all the time about what to put on a registry, yeah, but the hospital absolutely. bag is a great question. So I think what we'll do in preparation for this episode, let's put the link through our website, HiMyNameIsMom.com. Uh, we'll put a link and on our socials as well, absolutely. where you can go find our own list. You know, We have six kids between us and then one on the way. Uh, the things we thought were really helpful at the hospital. And then anybody listening, if you have, number one, something to add to a birth plan that we've forgotten or something you did that was a great idea, or even if you just want to share a crazy like story. natural birth inputs. Yeah, you, for sure, because we can't give that advice. Oh, no. Yeah. So anybody who has the natural birth uh, birth plan ideas, go for it, because you've got, we literally have six C-sections right Oh my here. gosh. It's crazy. So the, the oh. natural birth or the vaginal birth angle would be great to have. And then if you had something really fun in your hospital bag, 
let us know that what too. What was the coolest thing you packed? The thing that you were like, I could not have lived without that. Well, that's where I got the sheets idea from. My friend Boo, who's had five natural births, she's the one that gifted me the the matching gown oh, yeah. and the pillowcase. I will say you're going to bleed a lot. So yeah, just be careful. Yeah, just be willing to throw those sheets out and maybe have an extra couple sets if you're going to do will that. They put those like pee pad, like yeah. the doggy. Puppy pee pad. Well, That's think, true. I yeah. think the sheet, it's just like a little cover one. It's not like I'm not going to lay on. Oh. You're not putting a fitted sheet on? I'm not doing a fitted I sheet. I could totally see that happening, though. So that's a valid question. Oh, and I was saying if you have like a little Amazon Fire or something that you can oh, stick yeah. into the hospital TV. Kindle, we, when we had magazine. When we had our when we had Radley at NYU and we were reading the pamphlets, it was like, this is a high technology hospital. Uh, VCRs in every room. And we were like, VCRs? <laughs> that's real high tech. Oh, that's Where reassuring. Oh, gosh. If you take like an iPad or an Amazon Fire so that you can yeah. just watch Netflix, just like books, things to entertain yourself or, you know, games or whatever. And then comfort items. Outlander. There you <laughs> go. I want to watch awesome. Outlander. Well, we'll put a link to yeah. some ideas for um, for your hospital bag. And then please share your ideas with us at Hi, My Name is Mom Official. And if you liked what we had to say, if you would take a moment to rate us and subscribe and share it with your other mommy or mommy-to-be friends, uh, we would love you forever. And if there's any content that you guys are curious about or you would like to hear us chat about let us know next week coming up we are going to talk about the biggest fight you ever had my you know i told jonathan about this because i i wanted to make sure that you know he was included and he's like is this gonna be a man bashing topic? oh no and I was oh like, heck nope. no i was like we're all ready i love men but it's gonna I be do. good yeah so we're yeah. excited to share that so make sure you listen next week i'll have a good one your name is mom